This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour is a paid program. Opinions expressed on the show are those of Naz and Wally and their guests. From hockey to wrestling, football to golf, no sport left unturned. You're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Good morning, Naz. Good morning, Wally. Neil, the boys are back. Let's talk sports. Yeah, let's do that. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. Uh, this is the Mother's Day edition, guys. It's a beautiful day out there. And let me do this right off the top. A quick shout-out to our good friend, Lawrence Turner, who's listening in uh, London, England. I don't know if it's morning or night there. Wally, what do you think? I think it's about five, six hours. So we're there uh, early afternoon. Anyways, anyways he's up. He's, he's, he's listening. And, uh, and just a quick shout-out to him. And he also promised, too, that when it comes to Toronto, he's going to buy everyone, everybody in our listening audience a, a pint. Oh. So that's going to cost him a few bucks. Anyways, this is a call-in show. I'm going to remind people. Uh, the numbers are area code 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-740-740. Visit us online at uh, nazimwali.ca. You can, you can listen to us there as well. And, uh, well, I'm going to pass it over to you. What do we got going this week? A lot of things going in sports. Another great week in sports. Uh, NHL playoffs. Randy Carlisle. We yes. have a great feature today. Feature interview. Um, an interesting character. Uh, nicknamed the Madman from the Sudan. Otherwise Beautiful. known as Abdullah the Butcher. Uh, really, really fun stuff. I think our listeners are going to find this fascinating. He'll be on with us uh, in about 10, 15 minutes, so we're really looking forward yes. to that. And that, that should be a lot of fun. Naz, let's get into it. NHL playoffs, we've been accused of being too Leaf-centric, and we don't talk enough about other teams, and we've got all our Hab uh, fans in our listening audience always criticizing us because we don't talk about the Habs. So let's talk about the Habs. Oh, I thought we were going to talk about the Ducks. but okay. <laughs> Well, we'll get to the Ducks. Okay, exactly. Anyways, the Habs uh, look like they're, they're in a little bit tough right now. An interesting game last night. I thought the, it looks like the Bruins seemed to be wearing them down. Um, seemed that the Bruins took control of the series last night. Uh, physical domination. Bruins got their power play working. Uh, Tuka Rask is starting to look uh, pretty, pretty tough nut to crack in the Bruins net. Are the Habs done, Ness? I think they're done, but I think they're done in seven. Montreal's going to win game six, and Boston is going to win game seven. That's the way I've called it all along, and I think uh, Boston's going to win in seven. I've got a different take on it. Don't count the Habs out. Um, there's something about this series that reminds me of the 1971 series. Remember that one, Naz? You're, you're, you're I do. Not, Ken Dryden <laughs> came in, yeah. Us, us, us Zoomers can, can remember that series. And this one's taking a sort of a similar take. In that one as well, the, uh, the, the Habs and the Bruins split the first four games. Uh, Bruins won game five handily. Back in back in seventy one, Habs came back in uh, in Game Six, 
in 71, won that one handily, and uh, scored one of the greatest upsets uh, of, of my youth anyways in winning Game 7 in the Boston Garden on a Sunday afternoon in May of 1971 and beat a pretty dominant Boston Bruin team in those days that had uh, Bobby Orr and Phil Esposito and a whole, a whole, cat, Hodge, whole cast McKenzie, of characters. And, Stanfield. And the reason they beat the Bruins was a big, tall guy by the name of Ken Dryden. Yes. Your, your, your recollection of that series, Ness? Yeah, they were uh, real underdogs that series, and they came up and won that. But Dryden, Dryden was a young guy. I guess he came from Cornell, right? He was a goalie in Cornell. Cornell. No, but he, had, he, he had, went to the American League. Correct. And then he got called up and uh, ended up being outstanding. But Carey Price is that, – that's the only similarities. Carey Price has been around for a long time. But, you know, Montreal – doesn't have the depth that Boston has. That's where I look at Boston. They're getting scoring from everywhere. Like guys coming up from the minors, they score right away. Like it's incredible how Boston plays. They're just such a good team. That's a good point. Now. There's there's one choice um, that um, the, the, the <laughs> my Zoomer brain is uh, is not working for me. The Montreal coach, uh, one choice of player that he's made in this series that I really, really, really question is Doug Murray. And yeah, I don't understand seems, why he's there. I don't understand why he was on the ice the um, the first minute of the overtime in, in the other game and uh, seemed to be out of it last night. They just seemed to be uh, just to be dominating when he was on the ice, coughing up the puck. He's slow out there. My guess is they put him in for his physical presence, and that's just backfired. Well, they've got to do something quick uh, to change the series around because Boston does have control of it. But I think Montreal come up playing pretty hard in, uh, back in Montreal, and they'll force the seventh game. So what do you think of like, the, the two power play goals kind of put it? Put it out of reach for the uh, for the you know for the Habs yesterday. I, I you know in the way I'm looking at it, I mean if if you can get those back, what do you what's your comment about that? I mean, what do you think about uh, you know the the, the Habs and, and what they have to do in the next game in order to bring it back uh, bring it back home? Well, well, I think both power plays have played pretty well. Like uh, Montreal's power play has been okay, and so is Boston. So I I don't know if it's one there. I just think Boston is a, just a little bit. Tougher than Montreal. Yeah, you know, Montreal's got the the block shots. Aren't tough enough. Number one. Well, they're not just a little bit tougher. They're a lot tougher than Montreal. And if if the game is played in the trenches, and and, you know, Tarion can't seem to get it away from you know, Montreal just can't seem to get their speed game going. Uh, But that's a difficult thing to do when you're playing the when you're playing the Boston Bruins. It's 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 really interesting that the Leafs managed to. Uh, do a good job of getting their speed guys going against the Bruins in last year's playoffs, but uh, after after game after the first couple of games in this series, the seems like the Bruins have shut down Montreal's uh, uh, speed guys, put the game around the boards, clogged up the middle, and do Absolutely. and and do Absolutely. what the Bruins are good at doing. Yeah. yeah, they have to step up, Montreal. Their, their better players have to step up, except for PK. PK's had a tremendous playoff. He's been probably the best player in the playoffs so far in the NHL playoffs. He's been that good. He has been really, really good. Well, hopefully that uh, discussion about the Habs uh, kept our Hab uh, listeners happy. So let's let's move on to some of the See, other. See, I wasn't too critical of the Habs, right? <laughs> let's move on to some of the other series. Uh, Kings Ducks has really been a topsy turvy series. I mean, the uh, the the Kings win the first two, uh, the Ducks win the next two. Do we have another Ken Dryden in the making in the uh, in the Ducks net? 
I mean, they got a 20-year-old in there that's that's looks looks like a damn good goaltender. Yeah, John Gibson has shut out the uh, Kings last night, and that's sometimes what happens in a series that changes a series completely. And Anaheim might just pull this one out if if Gibson keep, stays hot, because usually what happens when goalies get called up and they play well the first game, they go on a bit of a ride, and I think Anaheim may be going for that ride right now. So because their team is their team is pretty good, pretty good hockey club. What turned the series around besides the goaltending? Is it, it what 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 did what did uh, what did uh, Gabby do, Boudreaux, uh, from a tactical point of view, other than the goaltending? What, what? Well, he did tighten tighten it up in L.A. When you play L.A., you've got to win three two two one that type of thing. They, they usually don't get blown out. Well, San Jose blew them out a couple of games last series, but usually they don't get blown out. And if they can, if if Anaheim can keep it tight and rely on the goalies to decide it, Anaheim has a shot. Rangers pens. Rangers um, turned it around. Game five. Martin Marty, Marty San Louis was uh, an inspiration. His mother passed away, and um, it seemed like the the team rallied behind him. It's going to be a very emotional game for him today. I understood uh, hearing the reports. His his, uh, if I'm not mistaken, his father and uh, brother or sister are coming down uh, for the game. Um, it's going to make a difference. Certainly, in MSG, it's going to be it's going to be a buzz today. I think we're going to Game Seven, Naz. I don't see Flurry uh, Flurry stealing this one. I think he's going to do his old uh, Flurry routine, and we're going back to Game Seven. And Game Seven, anything can happen in a series. How could you not pull for a guy like uh, Martin San Luis, Absolutely. especially his career? Um, where I'm pulling for him. Hopefully, they they do win and uh, move on to the next series. They have a shot. Pittsburgh is. Uh, Pittsburgh uh, has played a decent series, and the guy that's really carried the Penguins is Jenny Malkin. Malkin seems like if he, he turns it up when he wants to, and he's a tremendous player. But Malkin has been the best player for the Penguins. And the last series, uh, still going, another turnaround tale. Hawks win two at home. Wild win two at home. Um, going to game five. Um, one thing I noticed uh, in, the ga- in the last game, Matt Cook. Uh, scored a important goal in that game, and I questioned when he scored that goal. I just thought about Colorado sitting at home having to watch Matt Cook score an important goal in a playoff game after they took out after he took out one of their most important players. Just, just seemed unfair. Yeah, that's terrible uh, that he's even playing in the playoffs. Really. Uh, well, guys, it's time to go to a break, and when we come back, Abdullah the Butcher. It was a rainy day in Pizzaville when my wife accused me of having an affair. How could I tell her that I was hopelessly in love with extra thin crust pizza from Pizzaville? I didn't ask for this to happen. It was so thin, so delicate, so delicious. I can't bear to share it with my wife. She wants me to see a counsellor, but I don't want to share it with him either. Call Pizzaville for an extra thin crust pizza at 736-3636. There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. 
Steel's Paint in Woodbridge, an enormous 20,000-square-foot superstore that carries nothing but the best. Superior staff, superior advice, superior selection, superior everything. When you have a really tough job to do, they can knock it down to size. They'll show you how to get it done right, and because they only sell the best of everything, you'll get it done to last. That means superior satisfaction. Steel's Paint, 4190 Steel's Avenue West in Woodbridge, the best. Did aliens once visit Peru? Can your mind move a computer mouse? What are the most dangerous places in the world? Find out the answers at Idea City, June 18th to 20th at Kerner Hall, Toronto. Three days, 50 speakers, a ton of inspiration. Presented in part by Technion, a leading international designer, manufacturer, and marketer of office systems and related furniture products. Idea City. Can't be there in person? Watch the live webcast free. Get the details at ideacityonline.com. This is Daryl Settler for Alt Infinity and Vaughn. Car buying made simple. That's what Alt Infinity is all about. No stress, no hassle, no nonsense. Just fun and easy and rewarding experience that will put you behind the wheel of a fabulous new or used Infinity. Expert sales staff, superior service, and the largest selection in Ontario. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's what makes Alt Infinity the captain's choice. Alt Infinity, Woodbridge.com, at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Striving to inspire you at every turn. They never argue sports. They just explain while they're always correct. The boys are back. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. The new AM740. And we are back. And again, just to remind everybody that it is a call-in show. And, and, and we've had the discussion. You can call in and ask us about any sport. Except figure skating. Well, you can ask us about that you as well. You just managed to upset my wife. I, exactly. Neil. Thank you very much on Mother's Day. Thank you. Anyways, as a matter of fact, I'm okay yes, with it. Did. No, no problem. And it is a call-in show. And again, the numbers are four one six three six zero zero seven four zero or toll free one eight six six seven four zero forty seven forty. Now, yesterday, Naz and I we interviewed Abdullah the Butcher in Atlanta, and uh, it was it was kind of amazing, wasn't it, Naz? It was. Quite shocking. Quite really. shocking. And so let's go to that, and then let's have a quick listen to that. And uh, and again, you know, uh, it's Abdullah the Butcher, so, you know, this is what you're going to get. Okay, let me introduce this. Okay, right off the bat, it's a very special day here at the, on the Naz Sports Hour. And we have a very, very special guest. We're speaking to him in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, Abdullah the Butcher. Yes, Good afternoon. Sir. How are you? Pardon? How are you? Very good, sir. Yourself? Very good, thank you. This is uh, this yeah. is uh, Naz and I are sitting here. We uh, we have a couple of questions for you, and uh, let, we're going to let Naz take it away. Okay, Abdullah. Right, the le- the legendary WWE Hall of Famer. Is that correct? Yes. Abdullah, how did you get started in professional wrestling, and when did you make your wrestling debut? Well, I I started in 1961. I've been in the business 52 years, and uh, I'm in the Hall of Fame, but I don't, I do not wear the ring because uh, I should have had, um, I should have had the ring 40-something years ago, and they gave it to me three years ago, and uh, I don't wear it. How come? I mean, like, uh, is this like a Muhammad Ali thing, throwing the medal into the river? Is there, uh, is there a reason no, behind that, or? No. No, but the main part about it, see, I've been in the business uh, 52 years. Are you, you, that must have, has it worn you and, out? Uh, and then and there's a lot of guys who have, you know, who've been in there only maybe five or six or seven years, 
And, uh, you know, they got the Hall of Fame way, 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 you know, before me. Well, we think that you deserved it. We, we, you know, here's the thing. We, we put a picture of you on our Facebook page, okay? And we were letting, uh-huh. our, we were letting our listeners know that we're going to have Abdul the Butcher. We're going to be interviewing him. And somebody posted one of the greatest fights, I think, in, in, in the history of, uh, of the WWF, and that was you versus Hulk Hogan in Japan. And yeah. I got to tell you that that was uh, that actually scared a few people. I think. Can you tell right. us a little bit about that fight? Well, that was a strong fight. We sold the place out twice. You know, the building out, uh, uh, um, you know, twice. And uh, but the main part about it, the the tough matches were, were good matches. Was with the Funk Brothers. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah you know, as a matter of fact, right? We were going to ask yeah, you that question. We were going to ask you that question specifically, but I just yeah, want to get the, this one thing about Hulk Hogan out of the way. You stuck a fork in his forehead. Yes, yes. What the heck is that all about? I, I, I don't get that. Is this where the Abdullah the Butcher comes from? Because that was a little bit, I, you know, that, that, that does, does Hulk ever bring that up when you're, are you speaking to the Hulk right now? No, I'm not speaking to him, but if I was there with you right now, like I'd take a fork or seven in your head. Oh, my God. <laughs> Listen, yeah. uh, come, uh, that, I, I, you know what? I'd love I to see I that. Was, I wish I was there. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I mean, I'm Oh, Abdullah, I, I can't believe you. One in the back of your head, and I'm sick the other one like in the front of your head. I think, <laughs> listen, I know that your last fight, to the best of my knowledge, was in 2009. And if you want to come up here in 2014 and go toe-to-toe with me, I, as long as I got Naz backing me up here, I think you're in big trouble, Abdullah. That's the way I'm looking at right now. Well, as soon as I get my hip done, uh, I'll come up there and see you. I'd love to have you here. Absolutely. Now, has a couple of questions for you. Okay, how did the uh, name Abdullah the Butcher come up? Where'd that come from? Well, my my other name was was uh, the Great Zealous Amara. Whoa! Uh, uh, Jack Britton, whose his son is uh, named like Gino Brito, lives in Montreal. Uh, they gave me the name uh, um, the Great Zealous Amara. Holy then Moses! Then all of a sudden, uh, I went up to uh, Vancouver and I wrestled in Seattle, Washington, and I was in the ring and I was uh, like I caused a riot. So the, so the promoter uh, name um, thing, like he ran up there real fast, and he says, tell Abdullah, you know, he's going to cause a riot. Take it easy, take it easy, take it easy. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and then he said, like, finish the match quick, finish it. So I finished it real fast, and I came back in. And when I went in there, he says, you're like a goddamn butcher. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Then that's yeah, that, that's got to be a sports first. I think that that was the first time that you've ever described that and told us how that came about. Really, I right, think it's a scoop. Right, then, I, then when I went to Vancouver, Rod Finton yeah. uh, uh, was his partner, and uh, Rod Finton says, "You know, the first time we ever seen you wrestle, you yeah. printer calls the right number and stuff like that." He said, "We got to get you another name." So he says, uh, "My partner said Butcher." So let's, since there's a lot of Indians up here, we'll call you Abdullah the Butcher. Perfect. Oh, fantastic. Perfect, perfect, fantastic. perfect, perfect. What do, you, what do you think of Hulk Hogan as a person? Yeah. Well, be honest, uh, now, be honest now, Abdullah. I don't want you to pull any punches no, no, here. No, 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 no. I respect Hogan. Okay. Uh, number one, um, um, he's a businessman. And when he was in Japan with me, uh, he did a hell of a job. Did he buy you a beer when he was there? Did he get you a Sapporo? No, he didn't buy me no beer. Uh, I mean, we had the match, and, uh, you know, that was it. That's it? 
Yeah, you don't have anything. You know, you see, basically, what I'm what I'm hearing, Abdullah, what I'm hearing, Abdullah, is that is that Hulk Hogan's a wiener, and you could take him any time. That's what I'm hearing. Okay, I don't know if that's true. Sir, sir, listen, please. I'm a businessman. Hogan's a businessman. We are professional. Absolutely. Rappers. Yes, so we are. Perfect. You understand? We are entertainers. Some people do it better. Yeah. You understand? But the main part about it, for me to jump up and say, oh, this guy's tough. I mean, guys who we beat yeah. on TV, I mean, probably could I mean, probably could whoop our asses if, if it came to push a show. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Wow. You understand what I mean? So, yeah. Oh, absolutely, you know I mean? absolutely. You know, you know, here's the thing, too. Do you, you must remember, do you remember the Gene Tunney days, I guess going back into the early days of wrestling, and uh, and what that was like compared to going to forward, moving forward to the uh, to the McMahon era? I mean, like, uh, what was the difference? What do you see um, is happening to wrestling today that, that, that you think could be – you know, changed or made better? Do you do you like the older days, or do you think that the new way it's being handled is 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 good? Well, I don't knock nobody from making a living, but the main part about it, the wrestling today, uh, Vince McMahon told the people that it was all um, show. Yeah, they know who's going to win, they know who's going to lose, they know this, they know that, and this. Back in our days. The guys got up there, and, and the people said, holy cats. Boy, I seen that dude with a butcher stick of fork in the guy's head. Yeah. Right? I mean, so the the people believe, and and that's why even from this day when the people see me, you know, they jump and say, now, Abdul the butcher, he, he does the real Yeah. Yeah, you, you know. And, 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 and you know, this is it. So, but, but to jump up and these guys who are on TV who are doing jobs for guys and stuff like that, if it came to push the shove, these guys are tough boys, don't. Yeah. You understand? And that's yeah. it. So. Now, your feud with Terry Funk is, uh, is priceless. Terry Funk, uh, we wrestled so many times, and Dory Funk, we sold out so many places. It was unbelievable. And when it came time for the Hall of Fame, when, when Terry Funk made that speech for me, you know what I mean? I was very, very, you know, tickled. And I said to myself, now this is a man who came from his heart. Yeah. And spoke for, spoke for me and said uh, maybe a lot of people hate him or whatever. Yeah. But this man made me a lot of money, me and my brother. Yeah, so you guys basically, you know, yeah. you were you were less than friendly in the ring together. But when it came out uh, outside that uh, there was a brotherhood that you guys stuck together as as wrestlers and, 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 and stuck to that. There was a quote. That you can oh, answer. Yeah, that's it. That's it. There's yeah. a quote that you that if you can answer, Abdullah. Good. It says that your dietary regimen includes eating the ties of an announcer, eating a raw fish, and biting the head off a live chicken. Is that correct? It's all, sir. I have ate snake. Oh, boy. I've ate uh, ties. I've ate newspapers. Ooh, I have Moses. ate. I've ate everything which you can shake a stick at. And uh, like one time, uh, I was on TV and a fly went by and I snatched it. And I put that in my mouth. The guy said, oh, well, that's enough. The guy said, "That's enough. That's enough. They can't take no more of this." And then uh, there was another guy. Um, uh, like I bought a t- um, uh, like a fish on TV. Yeah. And uh, like I was eating the fish and the guy said, "Oh my God, that's the worst stinking piece of fish I ever smelled." <laughs> yep. So you had a cast iron will and a cast iron stomach. 
Now, what are I you doing? Old. What are you doing now? You, you have a couple of restaurants, one in Japan and one in Atlanta. Is that correct, or am I? Yep. You do. You see, but the main part of what, well, what I'm doing now, I'm waiting for my uh, to get my hip replaced. Oh. See, like I need a hip replacement. Yeah. And uh, if everything goes right, maybe another couple more months I should have it done because I used to weigh 450 pounds. Now I'm down to about three something. Oh, good for you. Good for you. Yeah. Excellent. So, so that's it. So there's, uh, there's, uh, you know, again, we we mentioned earlier. I think that you did have a bout back in 2009, which is not too not too long ago, actually, Abdullah. Um, and I and I suppose that that you're not you're not going to be wrestling anytime soon. Is that is that what we 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 you know is that what we're well, hearing? When I get my, I mean, uh, everybody's calling me. They're saying, Abdullah, please come back. Please get your hip done. Uh, are you giving like it that. some consideration, though? I mean, really, we're going to wind down this. Yeah. We're going to wind down the interview, and I just want people to to know that is there a chance? Yeah. Is there a possibility that you could possibly come back and wrestle? Oh yeah, like I still look good. Uh, it's, it's it's only my hip. That's all it is. Yeah, yeah. That's all it is. So you're still in and shape. Been, you can still pick been, somebody up and I've slam them. I've had good matches with. Um, it was Carlos Colon. Yep. Like in Puerto Rico, you know. Yes. Uh, I've I've had a lot of matches with you know with a lot of guys, and uh, you know the Undertaker. Oh yeah. Somebody said, somebody said that uh, the, the, the the Undertaker is uh, sick. Is he sick or what? Yeah. Yeah, that's what we're hearing too. Yeah. Well, you know, here's the thing, too, and, and we, you know, we, we got to wind it right down now, Abdul, and we really, really, really appreciate the fact that you came on and spoke to us, and hopefully we, uh, would you be interested in doing it again? And we would love to have you come up and be live in the studio, uh, maybe pick up somebody that you know, and again, just thank you very much uh, for speaking to us, and, uh, and uh, we wish you all the best. And Abdul, I'll be in Atlanta in the next three months. I'll come down and see you. Okay? There you go. Absolutely. I'm down and on a will. business trip, and I'll be glad to come by. Uh, please do that, and and uh, make sure that you buy your uh, your mother and your your wife a Mother's Day gift. Great, thank uh, you very much, Abdullah. And, and, and don't forget, Abdullah the Butcher, like I'm on uh, Facebook. And what we're going to do, Abdullah, is we're going to put a link to your Facebook page on our homepage, yes. the nazimwali.ca. And yes. people will be able to get you there and uh, and uh, maybe communicate with you and see how you're doing. Thanks for thanks for being right. on the show. Fantastic. All right, take, All right, take care of your mother and father. All yeah, right. okay. Thank you very much, Abdullah. All right, sir. Oh, we're back. That was Abdullah the Butcher. Can you yeah, can, can you believe that guy? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You know? Scary guy. We should stick to that diet. Chickens, snakes, <laughs> newspapers, ties. Uh, that was fantastic. I had a good time. We had a good time with him. And just to let everybody know, the uh, phone number's here. And it's a call-in show, again. If you have any questions about Abdul the Butcher, uh, please let us know. Our numbers are 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-740-4740. We're going to go to commercial. We'll be right back with email of the week. It was a rainy day when Peterville asked, how much loyalty is there in the world anymore? Well, about 14 inches, we figure. Introducing Pizzaville's new loyalty program. After your sixth order, you'll receive a large 14-inch pizza of your choice free with your seventh order. You scratch our back, we feed your face. Find out more at pizzaville.ca. That's pizzaville.ca. 
At 20,000 square feet, Steel's Paint and Woodbridge is Canada's largest independent paint store. Big deal, right? Big deal, yes. The best brands, the best staff, the best advice, the best of everything. From color matching to brand selection, whether you're a pro or a DIYer, we'll look after you from the minute you walk in to the minute you walk in a second time as a completely satisfied customer. Big store, big deal, bigger satisfaction. Simple. Steel's Paint, 4190 Steel's Avenue West in Woodbridge. A companion, a true companion, one that's there for you no matter what. That's what owning a pet brings to your life. And at Zoomer Radio, the new AM740, we want to help you find one. Visit our website as each week we profile a different pet of the week. Available for adoption at the Toronto Humane Society. Wonderful, loving companions who need homes. Maybe yours? To view this week's Pet of the Week, visit am740.ca. This is Daryl Settler for Alt Infinity and Vaughn. Car buying made simple. That's what Alt Infinity is all about. No stress, no hassle, no nonsense. Just fun and easy and rewarding experience that will put you behind the wheel of a fabulous new or used Infinity. Expert sales staff, superior service, and the largest selection in Ontario. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's what makes Alt Infinity the captain's choice. Alt Infinity, Woodbridge.com, at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Striving to inspire you at every turn. There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour is a paid program. Opinions expressed on the show are those of Naz and Wally and their guests. They're not here to be nice. They're here to be right. The boys are back. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. The new AM740. Yeah, we're back. And uh, we have a caller. Uh, Mike uh, has a question about Randy Carlisle. I, I figured maybe, just maybe, Mike was going to ask a question about Abdul the Butcher. Uh, that, that was an important interview, but uh, Mike, go ahead. Uh, you have a question for the boys here about Randy Carlisle? Well, first of all, I, 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 I was uh, a fork to the forehead. I mean, oh, God, that's going to hurt. <laughs> exactly. And, and, <laughs> I was threatened by the guy, Mike. You can, you can imagine how I'm feeling here for really crying out loud. Even, even come close to admitting that there's a whole lot of theater in wrestling. <laughs> exactly. I mean, so you, gotta, you want to talk about Randy Carlisle? Theater, uh, being tossed down on the mat. Exactly. That's hard to fake. Uh, no, exactly. But uh, over no, on, uh, moving on to, like, Randy, Randy Carlyle, I think it's kind of odd, and maybe you guys do, that he got a contract extension, and uh, three of his assistants, uh, I don't understand what the point is there, three of his assistants are let go. Uh, Farish, I imagine, was a close friend from what I hear, but Scott Gordon and uh, Greg Cronin, uh, they, were kind of, uh, they were kind of college coaches. I think that Gordon was with the Islanders before. Uh, yeah, Gordon was with the Islanders before they got uh, Capuano. I mean, who do you guys think are going to be calling the shots as far as far as the new hires go? And if you do, you think that the new guy coming in is just going to be somebody auditioning for Randy's job if it doesn't work? Interesting, out? interesting, good question, Mike. 
Yes. Well, I think that uh, he was extended so that it made the players look like that he was going to be in charge and uh, and uh, not have him being a lame duck. <laughs> but I think what's happened is he's more of a lame duck now than he was before. Yeah, Especially- I don't know whose call is that going to be uh, bringing in these new guys. Is this um, something that Shani's going to do? Or is this Dave Nonis? Dave Nonis is always one of those guys that seems to be poking his head in here and saying, this is my call, you know. Well, I'd, I'd, like, to, I'd like to think, and my guess would be that uh, with respect to assistant coaches, I think all three of them are going to have some input on that. I think Shanahan's going to have some input. I think ultimately it's got to work its way through him. Uh, Nonis and Carla will probably collaborate. I mean, at the end of the day, there has to be people that Randy Carlyle has some chemistry with. I mean, he's got to be on the bench with them 82 games of the year. He's got to sit and discuss strategy and and talk during the game. So they can't force assistant coaches on Randy Carlyle. I mean, he's got to work with them. But at the end of the day, it's not Carlyle's decision. He, he'll have some input. Nonis will have some input. And I would guess between the three of them, Shanahan, Nonis, and Carlisle, they're going to they're, they are going to come up with some suitable candidates. Well, I have a theory to this, and I and getting rid of these three assistant coaches, I don't get what what that's all about. Well, it's, it's very simple, especially Dave Farish. No, you know, Dave Farish. I, I understand what it's all about. Well, it's Shanahan came in; he had to do something different, and. And they had somebody had to take the fall. They weren't prepared to fire Carlisle, and they weren't prepared to keep the entire status quo. So somebody had to go, and the assistants yeah. bore the brunt. No, I, yeah, no, exactly. And I was, you know, that's a great question, Mike, and, and thanks for bringing that up with us. And uh, you know, um, uh, we also do, and, and just a reminder that uh, you know, again, this is a call-in show, and we we love to get, we love to take calls from people. And I'm just going to remind people of the number again. It's four one six. Three six zero zero seven four zero or toll free at one eight six six seven four zero forty seven forty. We usually do uh, an email question of the week. People who visit the website uh, and uh, and feel free to do that as well. Um, Walter, did you want to go to that right now? Or, well, the email or, question of the week is just what we're talking about, exactly. essentially, so which is yeah. uh, from JD in Richmond Hill. Well, thanks for the call, Mike. As well. uh, should Carlisle not have been fired? Which is. Uh, <laughs> sort of the reverse side of the equation, should the assistants have gotten fired. I think what happened here is that they, uh, probably Shanahan, Nonis is obviously a big Carlisle supporter. I think that's become pretty obvious. Uh, they they tested the winds. They stuck their finger up there and saw saw where the wind was blowing, and they didn't find any candidates, any other coaches that they thought would be an improvement, quite frankly. And... Why bother firing Randy Carlisle and bringing somebody in that uh, isn't any better? Now, we we, That's we a talk, matter of opinion, of well, course. Well, I mean, we know what your opinion is on that. You're you're yeah. you're a big uh, you're not a Carlisle supporter at all, and you know we talked about Mike Babcock uh, a couple of weeks ago, and that that story sort of took hold after we talked about it. Um, I'm not so sure that story is dead just yet. I mean, the Leafs are not all in with Carlisle. This contract is just buying time. They're buying one year to see what happens. And and if the Leafs don't make the playoffs next year or they're doing really bad in November, December, he's gone. What happens if uh, Carlisle starts the year 7 and 13 like he did with the Ducks about four years ago? Interesting question. Interesting question. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, there's going to be a very fine line at some point, 
where there, where Shanahan and Nonis are going to have to make a decision. Now, hopefully, hopefully the Leafs don't start seven and thirteen. But the decision, if they do have a really bad start to the year, Nonis and Carlisle, uh, sorry, Nonis and Shanahan will sit down and make an evaluation. Has he lost? Normally, they make the evaluation. Has he lost the room? I mean, we, we hear that buzzword. Yeah. Has he lost the room? Are the players listening to him anymore? Is he? In, uh, can he turn it around? If they come to that conclusion, and that's not necessarily just a function of their record. If they come to that conclusion, yeah, of course he's gone. What happens to James Reimer? I think he's gone, right? Nazem Kadri, Cody France, Joffrey Lupo. Those players, are they on the Leafs next year? I don't think they are if Carlisle has a a big decision in that process. Well, that's an interesting uh, an interesting thought you've thrown out. What, do you think Carlisle's got a problem with those particular players? Is that and, what, is that what you're suggesting? And there's one more, and Jay Gardner. That? And now take and, a look and, at all hold these. Hold on, players. hold on, hold on, Naz. Let's, let's just stop right there. Um, are you telling me that Carlisle does not like these players and doesn't want them on uh, it, doesn't want them on his team? It yeah. does look like that. Well, hold on, that hold way on. on the surface, doesn't uh, it? What, what what would lead you to that conclusion? Well, he's had fights and arguments with all all of those players. Okay, and has put them down in the press. Now, do you think uh, personally? I think giving up on a young player like Nazem Kadri, who's obviously has some um, hockey talent, there's no question. He's yeah. got some offensive gifts. Um, needs a little bit more seasoning Took a long to time become to get him on the team. I mean, just right? to bring him up and use him properly. You know, right? He needs a he needs. A little bit, and seasoning may be the wrong word, but he needs to develop and mature as a hockey player and could very well become a, um, a top, top player in the league because he has the God-given talent to do it. Um, and I'm, I've always been very critical of, of organizations that let these players go early in their careers uh, because they de- some of them develop and they come back and haunt you. Case exactly. in point, Tyler yeah. Sagan. I yeah. I mean I think the Bruins jumped the gun on him way too quick, um, and looks like he's going to have a phenomenal career with the Dallas Stars. So, I, Kadri, um, no, I I wouldn't let him go. Gardner, I'd I'd I'd, I'd hold on to him for another year. See if he continues to develop. Obviously, another incredibly talented player. Problem with these guys is they're not Carlisle type players. And and this may be the mistake. This may be the mistake of Carlisle being the coach of this team. Because Carlisle, in my estimation, is a very good hockey coach, a very good hockey man, very bright. His team's not built to suit the type of hockey he wants to play. And so I don't why, know how you, So if you're saying that, which is... Which is, I don't disagree with anything you said there, Wally. Usually yeah. I disagree on certain things, but <laughs> I don't disagree I, there. I, no, no, we finally but have an agreement on Carlisle because we've been disagreeing about Carlisle all year long. And then, and then Carlisle's being hired back. Exactly. Like, what, what? I don't get it. Because they didn't know what to do. They weren't sold. They haven't they're known not, what to do in 25 years. Exactly. Oh, okay, let's not let's please let's not have that discussion <laughs> you know, again. This is, this is a very frustrating again. team. The okay. dumbest team in the NHL is the Toronto Maple Leafs, and they're my team, but they're the dumbest team in the NHL. How stupid can they get? You think the Leaf fans don't know what's going on with that movement? This is, well, crazy. Would, this who, is craziness. Okay, okay now, listen, guys, who, we have a caller. Who, then do you want to take a call? Um, take if you call. like taking a call, bring. Uh, 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 
You have a question for Nazem Wally? We have a caller? Hang on two seconds. No. Go back. Okay. We'll, we'll pick him up in a second. Sorry about that. You know, we've been saying they've been a crazy organization for 25 years and, 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 and all that stuff. And I, I don't want to revisit the past. No. I, like, I want to look forward. But if not Randy Carlyle, then who? You fire him. Who do you hire? I mean, the, I, 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 there's no doubt in my mind if San Jose was stupid enough to let Todd McClellan go, Carlisle would be gone and McClellan would be the coach of the Toronto Maple Leafs. He was interested in coming here. But, you know, San Jose kept him. Babcock, we've talked about Babcock. He hasn't signed with Detroit yet. This particular maneuver, this particular move here, the Leafs, I have to believe that Shanahan inquired about Babcock and he didn't like the answer that he got. And that's why they've gone with Randy Carlisle for another year. Um, Babcock probably is just playing his cards so that he gets a large contract yeah. from the Detroit Red Wings. And um, once in suitably probably should be the highest paid coach in the league isn't right now he's on the last year of his contract as well my sense is that babcock's going to sign with the detroit red wings this summer and he's going to sign for a lot of money well you know what guys i mean we do have a call but we also have to go to break do you want to pick up this call when we come back and it's it's basically a leaf comment Uh, let's go to commercial we'll come back and we'll pick up that call Steel's Paint in Woodbridge, an enormous 20,000-square-foot superstore that carries nothing but the best. Superior staff, superior advice, superior selection, superior everything. When you have a really tough job to do, they can knock it down to size. They'll show you how to get it done right, and because they only sell the best of everything, you'll get it done to last. That means superior satisfaction. Steel's Paint, 4190 Steel's Avenue West in Woodbridge. The best. It took 25 light years for the stars to illuminate the prairies. It took millions of years to forge the Rockies. And it took thousands of years for the forests to pierce the glaciers and for valleys to replace lakes. Nature took its time. Take your time discovering Canada. Aboard the Canadian. Beauty takes no shortcuts. Details at viarail.ca. There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. This is Daryl Settler for Alt Infinity and Bond. Car buying made simple. That's what Alt Infinity is all about. No stress, no hassle, no nonsense. Just fun and easy and rewarding experience that will put you behind the wheel of a fabulous new or used Infinity. Expert sales staff, superior service, and the largest selection in Ontario. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's what makes Alt Infinity the captain's choice. Alt Infinity, Woodbridge.com, at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Striving to inspire you at every turn. It was a rainy day in Pizzaville when my wife accused me of having an affair. How could I tell her that I was hopelessly in love with extra thin crust pizza from Pizzaville? I didn't ask for this to happen. It was so thin, so delicate, so delicious. I can't bear to share it with my wife. She wants me to see a counsellor, but I don't want to share it with him either. 
Call Pizzaville for an extra thin crust pizza at 736-3636. There are two ways to argue sports with these guys, and none of them work. The boys are back, the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. We're back, and uh, we have Mike on the line. A quick question, Mike. we got to go to uh, another segment. If you want to fire that off to Naz and Wally, what do you got to say? Well, um, I just um, I think that the Leafs are, are kind of on this, this, this situation or this course where they're, they've kind of got the completer set. It's like if you were buying a set of dishes. It's like they've got the completer set yep. <laughs> already, but they really haven't chosen a, a pattern yet. Yeah. And I don't think that Randy Carlyle likes the, the pattern or the look of the team that he's got, and he can't work with the players that – that Burke acquired. Yeah. You know, it's just this is this, 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 this disconnect between uh, the two, you know, and, and I, I don't know. They're addled with some of these players. Well, we'll let these guys, we'll let these guys Mike, see what they have um, to say about it, Mike. And, I, I, uh, Mike, um, I couldn't agree with you more. I, I don't think this team is built as a, as a Randy Carlisle team. And, uh, Naz, you raised an interesting point. It's going to be very interesting this summer how they retool this team to make it more of a Randy Carlisle team. Why the extension? I don't understand why the extra year on his contract. It's really one year on his contract. They say two, but it's really it turns out to be one. Why would you extend him? If you're going to bring him back, you say, okay, Randy, here you have the team for this year. And if you do well, we'll sign you for another three or four years. We'll, we'll continue to debate that one, Naz, um, and uh, we'll, we'll give it some more thought. Four-hour show and, uh, on that, obviously. I mean, like, that's, that's a but hot it's, topic. But uh, it's know, time for our call. used to. <laughs> it's time. We'll be talking about it all exactly. summer. And Thanks all for the call, Mike. Fall. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. It's time for our golf wisdom segment with our golf master. Mr. Sean. Mr. Sean Clement. Sean Good Clement. Good morning, guys. Good morning, Sean. Happy Mother's Day to every, uh, everyone out there. I love you, Sean. Thanks so much. Just <laughs> wanted to remind our listeners that you're the most popular teacher on YouTube. More than 20 million hits and 40,000 subscribers. And once again, I encourage our listeners, if you're thinking golf, if you uh, want to f- find out more about the golf swing and the nuances of the game, there couldn't be a better place to go learn it. Sean Clement on YouTube or on his website, wisdomingolf.com. Or go to Naz and Wally as well. We have a link right on our homepage uh, to Sean's site, and you can go there as well. So, Sean, this week, I understand we're going to be talking about bunkers. Uh, played a little game yesterday at a course out in Milton that's known for its uh, bunkers, and I had a really tough time getting out of some of them. cost me a few strokes. Okay. And a few dollars as well. Oh no! <laughs> uh, unfortunately, it's uh, it's been a bad start to the to the to the golf uh, season so far. I'm a little bit behind the eight ball monetary wise, but uh, you please uh, please enlighten me this morning and our listeners yes, uh, how we can help uh, help everybody get out of uh, get out of the bunkers. Okay. Well, I I hate to bring this subject back <laughs> on, but you know, up in Canada and in the northern U.S., we're very familiar with snow plows. And basically, understanding how a snowplow works is, re- is really going to help you out with your sand wedge. When, when you buy a sand wedge, you want to get uh, somewhere between a 56 degree and a 60 degree. Uh, even 62 is fine, but don't go more than 8 degrees bounce. 8 degrees is the ultimate amount of bounce on the sole of the club. Uh, so that when you open the face, when you open the face 20 to 30 degrees, you activate the bounce on the sole of the club, and you, and you apply the perfect angle. And 
as the face is open, the sole of the club acts like a snowplow. So when you, you whip the club through the sand, so you're going to use momentum to skip the club across the sand very much like a stone skips on water. And the sole of the club is going to move a nice divot of sand forward. So you figure out how much momentum you need to skip sand onto the green where you want the ball to land. Is there a rule of thumb just on that? I don't want to interrupt you, uh, Sean. You got a flow going, but is there a, is there a rule of thumb in terms of like what type? How do you how do you how do you gauge your momentum when you're swinging into the sand and trying to get, you know what, do you, how, what what's a good uh, rule of thumb? Well, what you do is you, you go to your local golf club that has a, a, a bunker, a practice bunker, and we have uh, yeah. we have a, a, a bunker that we teach uh, with at the at the Richmond Hill Golf Learning Center. And I, we have the building right next to it. And what I have my, my students do is spray paint the wall on the building with sand. And they're amazed at how high the sand can fly. So, I mean, getting over lips of bunkers is actually quite easy if you, if you have a, a tall lip to get over. So you, you use different intensities in your swing. So if you want more momentum, you, you, you use a longer backswing. If you need less momentum... So basically, if you've got a very short bunker shot and you have to just pop it over the lip and then trickle to the hole, it'll look more like a long chip swing. Sure. And if, you, if you've got a, you know, a nice bunker shot on the other side of the green, then you're going to use a much more complete and full golf swing. Now, you're moving the sand forward toward the green, so don't try to pick the club up and hinge your wrists early and all that kind of stuff. Uh, there's a lot of contradictory information out there when it comes to bunkers. You want a nice, wide skip across the sand. You're going to feel a nice thump, and you shouldn't feel much resistance. Like, very much like a stone skipping on water, it's, it's like a, an oily skip across the water. Sean, if I can just um, follow up on, on that point. Uh, yeah. A lot of golf uh, teachers and articles or whatever, when you're hitting out of bunkers, yeah. will tell you to pick a spot like half an inch or an inch or two inches behind the ball and have your club head enter the sand at that point. Is that something that you teach? Uh, No, Uh, because, you know, when you're focused on skipping across sand, you can put your eyes on on a spot about an inch behind the ball, but don't try to hit that spot because now your focus is on this, you know, on, on stopping on that spot. You want to skip across the sand and toss focus on the divot of sand and deliver the divot of sand onto the green where you want the ball to land. That will guarantee a follow-through where you won't leave the ball and, 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 and the, the divot of sand in the bunker. Yeah. Sean, so you can't be focusing on, on what's in front of you. You've got to focus on where you want the sand to go. Sean, some of us uh, call, our, call ourselves hackers or whatever we want to call ourselves. Uh, Sometimes coming out of a greenside bunker, you've seen it a zillion times, yeah. uh, you hit the ball way over the other side of the green. And, yes. and what, what's happening there? What are we doing wrong? Okay, so what happens is there's a delivery at the sand. So you're focused on a spot of sand, and you're trying to hit that spot. So what happens is you extend at that spot, and then the club head passes your hands before it gets to the ball. So then you end up blading the ball with the sole of the club, and then the ball screams over the green. Or you'll hit the sand and the ball stays, you know, the sand too far behind the ball, and that's, the, that's what you see typically is a, a divot of sand that's like a foot and a half behind the ball because you're trying to go into the sand and trying to scoop the ball out. Whereas you focus on the sole of the club deflecting across the sand with a nice little thump, 
and putting a divot of sand onto the green, that will never happen. That's perfect. Um, okay. Sean, do you have, uh, just a quick, uh, before, we, before we let you go, uh, can yeah. you give us uh, just some of the names of the videos that you have that people can yeah, go to just, to learn just, a little bit more about go, this? Just dial Bunker Sand Shot, Sean Clement. Perfect. And you'll see me demonstrating that beautifully uh, in one of the bunkers on the 16th hole at the, at the Richmond Hill Golf Club. Absolutely perfect. Thanks. And thanks, for having, uh, thanks for coming on the show again, Sean. We'll pick you up again. Uh, Wally, you want to say something before you go? Um, just really, really quick question, Sean. Um, on, on the pros actually sometimes will try to hit into a bunker from the fairway rather than being in, in, the, uh, in the rough. You bet. Why? Well, number one, the bunkers on tour are mint. And they're very, very easy to, to get out of. Um, bunker shots, like the, the way I describe it, you'll see every pro on tour do exactly what I just said. And it's, it, once you understand how to move that sand with the sole of the club and know what it feels like, it becomes extremely easy to do. So you can you know, do pine cones or put a few pennies in the bunker yes. and pop some pennies onto the green. Yeah. And you'll see just how easy it is to pop objects onto the green and then you say wow the ball is just another grain of sand yeah it's just a big grain of sand so you focus on where you want the ball the, the sand to land the ball lands there and then they'll take the break or whatever and, and then trickle into the hole anyway sean i'm i'm so inspired now i, I just i want to head from the studio <laughs> right to a golf course and right into a bunker and i want to try out i want to try out all your theories and uh i've got a couple of uh uh, games lined up for the end of the week that I've got to improve on. Anyways, thanks again. We're, My pleasure, guys. Thanks, thanks for being thanks, with Sean. us. Sean Clement. YouTube. Sean Clement, wisdomandgolf.com on YouTube. Check him out, Golf Wisdom. Thanks again, Sean. All right, guys. Uh, just another quick reminder. It is a call-in show. Uh, feel free to ask questions about absolutely any sport except for bowling. <laughs> no, I can answer those. At bowl, yeah, exactly. And uh, the numbers are 416 Three six zero zero seven four zero or toll free one eight six six seven four zero four seven four zero. We want to take us out of the show again as we normally do with our predictions and uh, any bits and pieces that we want to just tie up some loose ends that we we picked up through the show and nothing about Abdul the Butcher. We went through that. Oh, I was um, going to make a comment about that. I, well, you know what? You're going to have to wait till next week. Go ahead. I have to make this yeah, comment. Feel free. I think they made the wrong hiring in Randy Carlisle. They should have hired Abdullah the Butcher as the coach. <laughs> exactly. And I'm sure they would have won more games than they did last I think Walter's going to disagree <laughs> with you on that. In, in true Walter fashion, Walter, your predictions for uh, this week in hockey and uh, yeah. baseball, whatever. You know, Naz is provoking me. You know? He is always. <laughs> I mean, he is, but I don't, I, don't, I don't have enough time, so let, let's get back to reality <laughs> exactly. here. Uh, my predictions, Bruins in seven. Here's an interesting one. Rangers in seven. Nice. Hawks and six, Kings and seven. Um, Jays, interesting week, waiting for Jansen to come back. Still waiting for a streak. There's going to be a streak that the Jays are going to get into uh, probably sometime in May, June. It's either going to be a 10-game 10, 10 out of 13-game winning streak or a 10-game out of 13-game losing streak. I don't know which one yet. Whichever way that streak goes will determine what happens with the season. Nas, quickly. Yeah, Boston Rangers, L.A. Kings, Chicago. That's what I picked last week. I'm going to stay with those picks. And Mother's Day, uh, any, any shout-outs here? We do have uh, Walter. Uh, you want to I say like something to, to your mom? Absolutely. I want to say happy Mother's Day to my mom, uh, to my mother-in-law, where I'm heading for uh, lunch right Wonderful. after this, yes. and to 
my wonderful wife, Rita. And we all say that. Wonderful mother to three fabulous kids. Indeed. Have a great Mother's Day. And just a shout-out to my son, Patrick. Give your mother a call. Don't forget that. (laughs) All right, Naz, anything? Happy Mother's Day to my wife, Mary Lane. Uh, with the two boys that will, are with us today, too. And uh, happy Mother's Day, of course. It's, uh, it's a special day for all the mothers in, the, in our listening area. Every time too. you use the yeah. word mother, it always sounds kind of dirty for some reason. Because yeah, we, to... we are a sports talk con show. Anyways, you know, we'll, I ahead. may have been remiss, and thanks for reminding me, Naz. I do have to say happy Mother's Day to everyone else that uh, all the other mothers that i absolutely. know absolutely it's a it's a beautiful day for them they they make all the difference in the world Couldn't and they deserve weather. their special day could get better weather as well and again listen in next week uh, to the naz and wally sports hour right here on am 740 thanks for listening in today we'll talk to you the naz and wally sports hour is a paid program opinions expressed on the show are those of naz and wally and their guests This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.